Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. We are back with another episode, and today is going to be an exciting one because we're going to be doing our first 15 1.0, 1.0 mock draft for the upcoming draft, and we're very excited because it's NFL offseason time. One of the best times of the year. All all guys go to new teams. And also, we will be doing a free agency podcast. We'll be grading some signings and stuff. So we hope you guys are looking forward to our off-season podcast. And we're going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have the first pick. And Jake will tell you who they have, but I think it's pretty obvious who it's going to be. Well, Jake, this is an obvious pick. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. The star quarterback fits every single scheme for any team that will draft him, but we all know that Jack's tanks for a reason. He threw this past season 334 attempts for 231 completions in a COVID year when he only played less than half the season. He threw for 24 touchdowns, only threw five picks for a long of 83 yards. In 2019, his completion percentage 65.8% off the charts threw for 3,665 yards, averaged nine yards per throw, 36 touchdowns, eight interceptions. This guy's a stud. I see him as a franchise quarterback for the Jaguars for as long as he'll be there, and he's going to be one of the top. Yeah, like you're saying, Jake, he's obviously a generational talent. He's one of the biggest guys we've seen in the past, let's say, like, you know, 20 years. He's, like, one of the biggest prospects maybe of all time, so... He's got definitely got a little hype out around him, and I obviously got him going to the Jags, too. Like, if you have anybody else, I'm sorry, but I, I don't trust you. Like, there's really no one else that the Jags would draft. But, like, I guess people make an argument, Urban Meyer, OSU, draft Justin Fields, but still, it doesn't make any sense. He's probably not even top three pick. Justin Fields, I don't see as even a top five pick in my mock. I have him going later in the first, not that play, like top ten. But I don't think Urban Meyer would even think of drafting one. Urban Meyer is not... He's, he shares a GM role, so he doesn't have full time to make that pick. And two, he only coached Justin Fields for a year and a half, I think. So Fields, I don't see him drafting all just because he likes him. I think Lawrence is a potential Hall of Famer, if not one of the greats. I think he has so much athleticism and the throw power. He's like a mini Mahomes. So I think we're going to move on to the New York Jets. Yep. And for me, I have Zach Wilson, quarterback at BYU. Zach Wilson, this past season, 336 attempts, 247 completions, similar to Trevor Lawrence, but his percentage was 73.5, even better, threw for around 3,700 passing yards on 33 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. This guy was one of the top guys for tied for 21st for at least amount of interceptions thrown, but for top quarterbacks, he was number one. This guy had a potential also star. I think he's really under the radar. He had a top O-line. Very underrated receivers and running back for BYU had a really good season. No one really saw it coming, though. I think Zach Wilson's a potential star, just like Lawrence. Maybe not as good, but he's definitely better than Fields and Lance, in my opinion. BYU is offensive lineman featured with Swish Podcast guest Tristan Hodge, who also might get drafted later, but stay on topic. I also have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. You know, I agree with Jake. Um, you know, he, he had a great college career. Definitely under the radar guy. You know, we didn't really hear his name that much until this past year. Like, he, he wasn't being talked about. Like, you know, you don't get drafted freshman, sophomore, but, like, they usually build up, like, if they're going to get drafted in the next few years. We didn't really hear about him that well with that much. And then this past year, you know, he, he, he gained a lot of attention, and I think he's kind of fits kind of the Jets well. If they could get him some weapons, the Jets could be a pretty good team in the future. So now, Dolphins pick. We'll move on to the Miami Dolphins. For me, I have young receiver LSU Tiger, 2019 champ Jamar Chase. 
Chase fits any team for receiving core because he's a big athletic guy. In 2019, 1,780 yards. That's just wow. I think we thought Jefferson was the real deal, but this guy, he is. Oof. 84 receptions for 1,780 yards. That's unbelievable. He had just an incredible season, and I see him going far with the Dolphins. He had 20 touchdowns, 21 yards per catch. That's big-time DeAndre Hopkins stats. He's a top player, and he's definitely going to be a good pick if they pick him. So, okay, this is the thing here. I think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this draft, but I'm going to go with Devontae Smith here just because I think it's more likely for the Dolphins to take him. You know, he won the Heisman. He had a berserk year. You know, Jake is an Alabama fan. He loves Devontae Smith. You know, he probably was the, he was definitely the best player in college football. He was just unbelievable. He was catching everything, scoring a lot of touchdowns. He had an unbelievable national championship game. And, you know, the guy just like, looked like he was playing a video game out there. And I think, you know, we obviously heard that he prefers Mac Jones, but I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. I think him and Tua will be able to, you know, figure it out. And they'll be a good duo in the future. So I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. So I see that happening. I still think because of size that teams might not be as high on Devontae. I'm his biggest fan. I totally think he's going to be a, a very solid NFL player. I still think he'll meet the standards of a Heisman winner like Derrick Henry was for a running back position. But let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons, where I got them taking 6 with 6, 325 offense tackle of Oregon, Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell is very similar to Jamar Chase in that he didn't play his past season due to COVID, but he's a junior. His last year was a sophomore season. But the guy is a total pancake man. He does not let anyone go over him. He's an unbelievable offensive left tackle. I think he has a large upside. He's a wide base, bends his knees, very agile. Very fast, big dude, can block anyone. I think he'll block all the edge guys really good. He's going to be a good fit for Matty Gay, so whoever their new quarterback will be. And again, me and I do not have the same pick as Jake here. You know, now with the Falcons, you know, they're kind of a team, you know, it's kind of weird. You know, they have a lot of talent there. It just hasn't really paid off the last couple of years. But I think it's going to be one of, I think it could be Matt Ryan's last season with them. And I think they're going to draft a quarterback named Justin Fields. You know, like we said before, I, I'm not so high on him. I don't feel like he's could bring to the table as an all-pro, Pro Bowl-type QB. But on the other hand, I think he kind of makes sense for the Falcons. You know, let Ryan play a year, kind of Fields could learn from him and kind of gain that experience. And then eventually, maybe two seasons, we'll see Fields become their new franchise QB and see, you know, if he could do well there. You know, I think they're going to go with QB, you know, he's a good rusher, he's got a great arm, you know, he could do a couple of different things, and I think he's a good fit for the Falcons if they pick him. Totally respect that, he's a throw on the run guy, so Julio and Calvin Ridley could go well, I'm just, I don't have to see the upside on field, I think he's too small, not strong enough, he got hurt a lot, I just don't see the upside because the ankles and all that stuff, but I agree that's a good decision, let's go to Cincinnati Bengals at number five, I'm going Jake Sky at number four, receiver, Alabama, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is a career guy. Last season, he had a berserk season, as Jake said. He had just 23 receiving touchdowns, other six touchdowns, and another touchdown. I mean, the guy is a stat breaker. He broke many records, 1,856 yards. Wow. 16 for cash. More of a slant guy. I think he's a throw-in-the-run guy. Gets open all the time, 117 receptions. 
year before in fact in 256 yards 14 touchdowns not as good still the number two receiver on that team but on a championship team from this past season he was unbelievable in his freshman season didn't really play and then the season before that 2018 42 receptions 693 yards still a good season that's still a receiver two position spot but his last season he was incredible i think for the Bengals, joe burrow i think he's all like him burrow's like to stay in the pocket roam around three fine guys on the run like Devontae smith i think he goes well with the aj green t higgins combo which i don't, I don't see aj green coming back maybe but i love t higgins and two young core receivers with joe burrow and mixon team could be good in the next couple of years yeah i want to say I, I instead of aj green i, I like the idea of a tyler, a boyd um smith and uh and Auden Tate's wide receiver trail. I think they like Auden Tate, and I think, you know, he's a little under the radar guy. But moving on with my Falcon, I mean, my Bengals pick, um, I'm going to have to go with Panay Sowell, who, you know, Jake was talking about before. He gave you the whole description on him. He is a very hyped prospect, one of the biggest offensive line prospects last couple of years. You know, Jake gave you the full description on him, but I'm going to add on, you know, he's, he's the the Bengals had a horrible line. I think they had the worst in the league, according to stats. And I think, you know, drafting the best overall offensive lineman in the draft is going to help them. But that's still not going to help them completely at the line. They'll probably have to sign a couple veterans, maybe in free agency. But I, I see them going with Sowell, and I think it's going to work out for them. I, I like the idea of that. So now let's go to the Eagles. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles, my least favorite team in the NFL. I don't think they should be a team, but besides that, I'm going Jalen Waddell, receiver, Alabama. Waddell is a top... No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's tough. We can edit that. Jalen Waddell is a top receiver in this upcoming draft. He is just unbelievable. He had an injured season this year, so he only had four touchdowns, 591 yards. Season before that, six touchdowns, not as much as a deep ball threat for touchdowns, but he just catches many balls. He had 45 receptions, 33 receptions, seven touchdowns, six touchdowns, three, st three straight good years. He is injury prone now because of the ankle, but I think he meshed well with that young Eagle core of our Sega Whiteside, Ray Ager, Waddell, Alshon, but he's not coming back to Sean, all those guys. Now a new quarterback and Jalen Hurts. I think Miles Sanders, this offense will be good in the future. Dallas Goddard, I don't see him being good now, but Waddell can definitely help them. So, with my Eagles pick, again, I have a different pick for Jay. I do have a receiver, a guy who I have not said yet. Jake actually had going third. I had Jamar Chase, you know. Obviously didn't play this year during COVID. I, he opted out of the season. Uh, but, you know, he was the best receiver on that team. He definitely, I think he was a little better than Jefferson in 2019. He was definitely the one. He's a sophomore. He had 20 touchdowns, 1,007, 1,780 yards. You know, the guy, you know, he was doing everything. He was really helped with them with that national championship. And I think he has the potential to become the best receiver from this draft. And the Eagles have had horrible receiving problems. They drafted Rieger last year. They passed on Jefferson, which is crazy. They picked Arcega Whiteside a couple years ago over Metcalf, Darius Slayton, a couple other guys. So, you know, they've made some bad decisions. But I think this could, you know, revive some of those decisions by drafting probably the best overall receiver in the draft, and it could really help the Eagles' future, I think. So let's move on to our spot at 
the number seven overall draft pick by the Detroit Lions. Worst franchise I love the in the Lions NFL. as a team, but they have some problems. I'm gonna go cornerback right here, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. Farley had a very solid year this year. He had 14 solo tackles for four interceptions and 12 pass blocks. I know that doesn't sound like good cornerback stats. But that's not why he's so good. He's good because no one throws the ball to him, and that's why he's great. He locks up every single guy that targets him. That's why the only times they target him, which was less than, definitely less than 30, he had an interception for at least like one-tenth of time, two-tenths of time. And the guy deflects everything. is a big, tall guy, 6'2", 207. That's normal for a cornerback. He's very, very fast. The only reason I have him over Sertain is because doesn't have the height on him, and Sertain... It's more just to go for the ball, get the pick, and that's it. And that guys will throw him a lot. Farley, no one's a target. The guy has this big option. If he throws him, he'll pick it up. So I think that with Detroit and Armani Ojolare, he can go very well with that defense, and he's gonna be very good in the future. So I'm gonna go. I think they're gonna. I think there's a chance they go O line here, and I think they go Rashawn Slater, which I think it's funny. He thinks he's the best, you know, offensive. I think he thinks he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. She's a little bold coming off Panay Sewell, who's, you know, unbelievable. But Rashawn Slater was really good for Northwestern, but really good. He he put up great numbers there, put up great offensive line stats. And, you know, it looks like he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl offensive lineman for the Lions if they draft him, you know. He looks like he has a lot of potential. I don't know, so I haven't looked into him so much compared to some other guys, but... I, I think they're going to go with him. Okay, let's move on to our next pick. Right now we have the Carolina Panthers. Number eight overall spot. I have him going Trey Lance, North Dakota State, big-time quarterback out in the SU, and I have him going right here. He threw for two touchdowns, one interception, 149 yards this season because he only played a couple games. Year before that, 2,786 yards and 28 touchdowns. That's Good numbers for a college QB. He only played one good season because last season, this season, he didn't really play. 2018, did not play. 2019, was off the charts. And the guy we saw this past season, they were only 3-1. and one. They played the next game on the 13th in two days because they started their season late. I think this guy is definitely a top quarterback, and he can be a big-time quarterback in the NFL. So, my pick for them, you know, Jake mentioned him before. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. You know, Jay kind of mentioned before, you know, he's the best corner in the draft. He has so much potential there. He said if you throw it to him, it's going to pick it off. I like that. I think he has the potential to be really, really good in the NFL, like Jake mentioned before. And I think it's a good pick for them. It kind of benefits them. I know, I know it's like Jay said, going with Trey Lance, me, but I think there's a chance they stay with Bridgewater or they trade for Deshaun, but I don't I don't really think that's going to happen. I think they're going to go corner because I think it's more of a need than quarterback because I think Teddy Bridgewater could be really good for them. Good. So let's move on to our spot. And number nine, we have the Denver Broncos. Again, back-to-back quarterback picks. I Back to both seven and nine back quarterback picks. I like it. Alabama, Pat 13 seconds to Denver. I'm going to say this as his number two corner just because he doesn't have the height, same height, less weight, more of a fast, you know, go for the ball, pick it off. Sertain, this past season, only had one pick. He didn't really have thrown to that much year for that two pick, year for that one pick. 
He's more of a pass deflection guy. He had 12 third in all college football his draft season. The year before that, he had eight. Every year, he's seen whoever throwing the ball, he knocks it down. He gets tackles, goal tackles, 22. Good numbers. The year before that, 42 and 32. I mean, the guy tackles the ball well. He gets interceptions. He knocks the ball down. I see him as a big-time cornerback. He just needs to learn the game a little more. I think he's a little young, and he'll have to keep learning it because his freshman year, he wasn't the best. I mean, that's, he lost championship that year. Two years ago, he was okay. This past year, unbelievable. I think he can be a top quarterback, top three in his draft, number two. So, Denver Broncos. So, I'm going to have to I – ha, I actually have the same pick here as Jake. I'm not going to repeat the full description on him because I obviously know Jake does the best descriptions we could ever have. So, Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. Like you mentioned, I, I also agree with Jake. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Definitely the second best. You know, the height kind of brings him a little down. But, you know, he's got great athleticism. And he could be really good in the NFL. I'm not the highest on him compared to, you know, Sertan, but I think he could definitely help out the Broncos. Okay, so now number 10 is the Dallas Cowboys, one of my least favorite teams as a Giants fan. Jake, who do you have Dallas taking here? Well, I have your guy, Rayshon Slater. I think he's the second best offensive lineman in this draft class. 6'4", 315, Big Ten West Senior out of Northwestern. Big guy, bigger than Sewell. I think he has more athleticism. I don't like him as much as Sewell because Sewell has strength. Slater is not as strong. He can be a Pro Bowl type guy because I think he has the speed and can knock big time players down. I still see him at the top offensive line. So the Cowboys think he'd go well. Tyron Smith mentoring him. They have Zach Martin already. They have a good O-line, used to be the best in the NFL, one of the best of all time. I think Slater can mesh well with that team because they're not getting curtained. They're going to have to go O-line because they got Dax. They're not drafting anyone, training Deshaun or Russell Wilson anymore. I think that Rayshon Slater is their guy if they don't get it curtained. That's my pick. So, as a Giants fan, I really don't want the Cowboys to do this, but I think if he's available, they're going to take Kyle Pitts one of the best tight ends we've seen, probably the best tight end prospect, I would say, the last, whatever, 20, 30 years. He's that big. I think the guy looks like a stud. He could, you know, he's very versatile. They're saying he could turn into a receiver, a tight end. He could block well. He could catch well. He could run well. He's got good hands. And this this for the, the Cowboys could be just out of the world because, you know, they – this is another weapon. They have Gallup, Cooper, and then I think they have C.D. Lamb, yeah, and then now adding Kyle Pitts. Oh, my God, that is so scary. It's going to be – Dad's going to have some weapons to sign that big contract. He has weapons. If they draft him, he has a lot of weapons. And bright, fu- bright future in Dallas. Wow. Okay. For now, let's go to the 11th spot, the New York football giants. For me, I have Jake Sky, Kyle Pitts. 616-246 pound tight end. And I agree with Jake that he's a great tight end, one best I've ever seen. Do I think he's the best in the past 30 years? I don't know if I'm going that far, but he's very good. He had 12 touchdowns, 18 per catch, 770 yards. Literally identical stats of Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. The guy is literally a receiver. He has so much more height on them, though. He's playing like DeAndre Hopkins, has the strength as Zach Gertz. One of the top tight ends we've seen in a while. He's going to be like Travis Kelsey type tight end. I think if he's available for a Giants, we're taking him no matter what. I don't care about Micah Parsons or Christian Darsaw. We're taking this man. He's great. I would love him in a Giant uniform. Do I think we're getting him? 
50-50. I think Cowboys might take him, but I do like him as a Giant. Yeah, so I'm going to mention a guy Jake mentioned like five picks earlier. Yeah, going to the Eagles, to the Giants. I really want this to happen. Jalen Waddell. He could have been better than Devontae Smith, I think. If he would have stayed healthy, he could have been really good this season. I think he had a potential to be better than him. But the thing is, the injury, that, that was a tough injury for him. It kind of might have brought down his draft stock a bit. You know, still top 15 pick, but he could have been a top five pick. Really couldn't think about that. He could have been a top five pick if he stayed healthy the whole year and he played really well. I think that was definitely a possibility. But, you know, the Giants, they need weapons. They have Shepard, I think, is going to stay. They have Shepard. And Slade, and they're locks for next season, I think. And then you have Ingram, which we don't know if they're going to draft Pitts or not, but adding Waddell could get them a great wide-receiving trio of Shepard, Slade, and, and Waddell. So I think they should go with Jalen Waddell. But like Jake mentioned, they could definitely go linebacker too. Move on to our number 12 spot. Now in San Francisco 49ers, I'm going to go with this man that Jake said, I think, was it four or five picks ago? I think Justin Fields, that was your guy. I think number five, so seven spots to go. Top quarterback in this draft. I just had him a little lower than Jake to the Niners because, one, Niners need a quarterback. I don't like Jimmy G anymore. Guy is overrated. gets injured. I like Fields. Do I like him all earlier? Not as much. I think he's very short for a quarterback. He's more of a Kyler Murray guy, but he just has to be like Kyler Murray, except this guy gets injured. So, it might be tough, but I think he's definitely a top 15 pick in our draft. I think he this year he had 2,100 yards throwing, 22 touchdowns, six picks. Still good numbers for a guy that got injured and COVID. Do I think he's a top quarterback? Do I think he's going up at number five? Maybe not. Maybe he will. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I like him going at number 12. So I'm also going to go quarterback, and the guy Jake mentions. I'm not sure where exactly he said he was going, but I think it was a couple picks earlier. I think the 49ers are going to draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. The last time we saw a QB come out of North Dakota State, you know who that was? That was Carson Wentz. I know everyone, like, goes off, oh, he sucks, he sucks. Well, he almost won MVP. He would have won MVP if he didn't get injured in 2017. So I- I'm going to say Trey Lance is- was unbelievable. 2019, he didn't throw one pick. He threw 30 touchdowns, 28 touchdowns, 30 touchdowns, whatever it was. He was just out of this world that season. And this year, he only got to play a couple games because of COVID. And, you know, he didn't really do that well in those couple games. But I still think he's a first-round talent. And he could be really good in the NFL. I mean, really good. Let's move on to our next spot in this draft. We have only three last picks counting this. We're at number 13, Los Angeles Chargers off in the tackle, Texas Samuel Cosme. This is my third guy going in the top 15, and I think he's a top offensive lineman, Sam Cosme, number 52, 6'7", 300 pounds, offensive tackle, big man from Texas. He started 34 last year, he games off as a tackle for the Longhorns, and he's just a very big guy. If you add that Sam Tevy, Blaga, Pouncey, Forrest Lamp, those are five young offensive linemen, top offensive line in the league, maybe better in Dallas, you never know. I think he can protect... Herbert very well, who's an on-the-run quarterback, just like Sam Ellinger at Texas. And then you have running back Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. This offense is explosive. This could be insane for them if they add one another offensive lineman. I think 
team could go far in future. So, Jake, I really like the, the, the pick you made right there, but I'm actually still going to go offensive lineman, but a different guy, Christian Darius out of Virginia Tech. Um, Darisaw, you know, another guy, top pick out of Virginia Tech. We saw Farley earlier, but, you know, Darisaw, I think he's not really talked about. He hasn't been talked about so much going th- that far, that high in the, the mocks, but I, I think he's going to go over Kazumi, who you just mentioned. Um, I think he kind of fits the Charger scheme, you know. I think it's definitely going to be a, a good pick. They'll benefit from it. They'll have a better, I think they're going to have a great season. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be they'll be one of the teams competing for a spot, and Herbert could have a Pro Bowl season. And I think the thing with him, he needs protection, and this could definitely help him get more protection. I think this is the pick they're going to make. Let's go to our 14 spot. I have Jake Scott just took a 13 for the Minnesota Vikings. Offense lineman, Virginia Tech, not talked about. 6 of 5, 3 14, Christian Darasaw. Christian Darasaw is a top offense lineman. He earned the opportunity to start for the Hokies as a true freshman and nothing but to improve past three seasons. Dominant blocker this past year. He did not let the Vatek quarterback get sacked that many times. He's a great offense lineman. Can mesh well in Minnesota, protecting whoever their quarterback is. I don't like Kirk Cousins. Might be Kirk, might be a draft pick. I don't know who they're getting at quarterback, but he will protect them well. I think if he protects them well, then the quarterback can, can hand off Dalvin. He'll protect Dalvin. He'll have a great year, but then they got Adam Thielen at receiver. They'll have a great year, but they got Ursif, Kyle Rudolph. They'll have great years. If they make the right pick, Minnesota, they can go far again. Okay. So, I think I'm going to make a pick that I think no one's going to expect. I think there's a there's a chance they go QB here. And hear me out. They're going to take Matt Jones. Matt Jones had a great year. Jake loves Matt Jones. He's an Alabama guy. You know, he was just unreal, you know. I want to circle back kind of just to put in perspective how stacked Alabama was. There was they had a couple years ago, two was starting, they had Jalen Hurts backing him up, and then they had Matt Jones as the third string. All of those guys are gonna be starters in the NFL maybe not Jones, but all of them are gonna be NFL QBs this year. And you know, I think Matt Jones has the potential to become one of the best one of the best QBs in this draft. I think he could be even better than Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. That's what I think, but I think they're going to go him. But there's definitely other picks they can make, like Jake said, offensive linemen or defensive tackle. Okay, let's move on to our 15th spot. New England Patriots, last pick in our mock draft 1.0. Still a month or two away from the draft, so we're doing another one most likely. Might add 16 through 32. You never know. I have Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, Nittany Lion, guy, phenomenal. I might like him even in a giant uniform. Him or a Wusu Karamo, if they feel well in Giants, we need edge rushers or a pass rusher. This man can do it all. Five sacks, four forced fumbles, 52 solo tackles. Those are great numbers. 109 total tackles, 57 assisted. Guys, a great linebacker to have your team. Don't love him as much because they said he had some issues in the locker room, wasn't that nice of a guy, might have some problems going forward, but he's the top linebacker in this draft. I think whoever gets him, they'll be very happy. Okay. So our last pick of this, Great, great episode. I'm I'm not a great name sayer, so for the Patriots, Jeremiah Wusu Karamo, I think I might have said that right, I'm not sure, but he's a good prospect. You know, New England definitely needs a guy like him, you know, guy his position. I think they could benefit well from a pick like him. I know Jake could give you a better description. I'm not a great, you know, scouter, but you know, 
What do you think that picture? I think a Wusu Karamoa can mesh well. I said a linebacker. And Parsons, you went linebacker. I think both of us will be right. He had a very solid year at Notre Dame. They played Bama. They lost to us, of course, because everyone does. But Awusu Karamoa is the top linebacker in this draft besides Michael Parsons, who's outside. This guy's more inside, number six on the Frank Iron. 6'1", 215. Smaller linebacker, more of just getting those tackles, getting sacks. He does everything. 41 so tackles, 1.5 sacks, 34 fumbles, and one pick. Year before that was even better. He had two straight back-to-back -back good seasons as now he's a sophomore getting drafted and top 20 pick. I see him going more 16, 17. You can go 15. You can go Giants at 11. You never know. Top linebacker and I like Jake's pick. So that's actually going to wrap up our 1.0 mock draft. Thank you for listening, guys, to the listeners. Please make sure to like, comment, follow us on Instagram and switch to underscore. This will be posted everywhere. We have it on SoundCloud. We have it on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Your website is switchpodcast.com. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. More interviews coming soon. Good job. That was good. Yeah, that was great.